Walker, I hope this finds you well. Uh, and inside are a set of flash blinders. She was pointing a little too low. <laughs> you flash them and they go blind. <laughs> in might, in wit, you will be challenged within. Uh, yeah, you never told me what I do to go get the medallions for the temple guards. We don't have to reassemble any silver monkey statues, do we? I am prepared. Everybody ready? I as ready as I'll ever be. Then enter the Soul Forge. Welcome, one and all, to the Dive of the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us on our space adventure. I'm John, and I'll be the GM for this game. I'm Brent, and I'm playing Sparks, the Ahsoka mechanic. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Dimash, the Lashunta Technomancer and Captain of the Gep. I'm Lisa, I play Kurf Sylvanen, the Vesk Soldier. And I'm Tom, I'm playing Lycos 9, the Android Solarian. All right, as the large stained glass stone doors to leading to the Soul Forge open and the radiance kind of pours through them, you're all momentarily blinded as your eyes adjust. Beyond them is a, about a 50-foot-long chamber with two more double doors, even these more resplendent than the ones you just passed through, and then four smaller doors, two on either side to the left and right. Standing in the chamber is a solemn-looking Vesk clad in light battle armor. He is standing at attention and seems to be awaiting you. You can see the sigils of Yomide plastered upon his armor. He looks friendly. Start walking that way, I guess. Oh, uh, he also stands about six and a half feet tall, so about half a head small, uh, shorter than Kerr, and has fairly plain green scales. Okay. Um, well... There goes nothing. Is he, like, making any threatening gestures or anything as we're kind of approaching? No, he seems to be regarding you a lot. Uh, make an insight check, or sense motive, I guess, is it in this system? Stayed on there. Oh, that's a four. Not 20. Damn. Boom. 21. All right, Noemi and Kerr, he doesn't seem to regard you a lot very highly. He seems like, who are these jokers coming in here? Well, I don't think much of him either very much. I didn't make a roll because I didn't care. That's fair. <laughs> he says... So you lot are the new batch of applicants, huh? So it seems. Yes. Indeed, our friend Sparks here has uh, helped decide our fate. Yomade will see if you are worthy through these challenges. There are four doors ahead of you. I will be the first guide. Choose your path. I pick C. Any particular reasoning for that? I like the letter C. Good enough for me. C it is. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. (laughs) See, we're all on the same page. (laughs) All right, what's behind door number C? (laughs) He kind of scrunches his face (laughs) in here. He says, beyond C is a challenge in the old ways. C is for challenge, as it turns out. Hmm. This is a challenge of wits and martial prowess. Oh, boy, we're screwed. (laughs) Know that all who pass through there, be they knight or priest, are kings on the battlefield. Chess. And he motions you to the door. Okay. I go through. Yeah, in we go, I guess. All right. Keeping an eye out for traps since this is uh, a dungeon. Good point. As you pass through that door, there's an intervening hallway that goes about 60 feet and then curves to the left to another set of doors. As you pass through that second set of doors, you see before you a room that is... About 40 feet wide by about 60 feet long and marked on the floor like a chessboard. 
I called it. <laughs> Opposite your side of the board, you see 16 statuesque figures marked like the pieces on a chessboard, but rendered in martial stances. So as you enter the chamber, you can see a few more details. There's a shimmering wall of force after the first row of squares, uh, basically blocking you from going forward or attacking the foes that you can clearly see in front of you. Uh, there's also a dark reddish hue to the marker on your side where the king would step. The law magic in this place instinctively lets you know that that is not a place where any of you can start. The magic in this place give you some like instinctive hints to start, and you know the battle can begin when all of you have taken a spot on the board. What do y'all want to be? Well, one of us needs to be a queen because they can move in any direction. Oh, captain, my captain. I would say the queen maybe should be one of the fighters. Ah, so you or me. You want it or you want me to do it? I'm good either way. I'll be the queen then. All right. Bishop can move diagonally and rooks can move by squares. I want to be the bishop. It just feels appropriate. Okay. Uh, I can be a rook, I guess. Which makes you the knight, Captain. Ugh, I have to move in those stupid L patterns. Okay. Yes, you do. Uh, we can switch the other way if you want. <laughs> do you want to be the rook instead? No, it's fine. And do we all want to be on one side? Are we good with that? We're short. Nobody wants we... to be a pawn? <laughs> you don't have to be the yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, you've all taken your position? I think so. All right, so Everybody what is everyone selected? This? I'm the queen. Lycos 9 is the bishop. Which one? Queen's bishop. Uh, Sparks is the queen's rook. And Noemi is the queen's knight. Okay. As you take your positions, the shimmering barrier in front of you fades and then appears behind you, now locking you into this battlefield. Uh, it also appears behind your foes as they begin to animate and spring to some semblance of mechanical life. Out of curiosity, mm -hmm. do there appear to be boundaries on each of our things? Like if I like, put my foot forward without putting it down, do I get any resistance? Since I can't move forward. Yes. As the battle begins, uh, the law magic in this place pours through you and gives you some feel for the instinctive rules. As your guide began, you're all kings. If all of you fall, then your team will have fallen. But if one of you were to drop, uh, the battle would not be over. Uh, the opposing force, however, has a single king. Uh, were you to take him, then you will be victorious. We have to take him by chess rules, or can we try to get to him and just fight? I mean... I know we have to move that way, but like... You can get to him and just fight. Okay. You may move only as your pieces can move, and the this is not a scrum. This is a, a lawful battle of wits. So we are forgoing traditional initiative. Uh, the teams can move one of their pieces in opposite orders. So the party will choose one person to move, then the opponents will choose one person to move, and back and forth. The same person may move twice in a row. You may kind of collaborate to plan your battle. Who's not horrible at chess? I can beat my daughter, but that's not saying much. <laughs> it's been years since I played. Yeah, I haven't played in a long Sorry, time. Sorry, real quick. Of note, nothing seems to be stopping you from using guns. So this changes things <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I do have magic that reaches. As you are the white pieces, you have first action. Ooh, one more check with the instinctual law rules. Yes, please do. Can we only attack as our pieces would? You may see, it seems like you can attack however you have range to do so. The per piece movement seems to only restrict movement. Oh, okay, cool. So theoretically, I could shoot anything on the board right now. That's correct. Okay, cool. I shoot the king. <laughs> Blurting out will not get you actions here. This is something you must confer with your, your Okay, team. in terms of what's being enforced on us, like, 
if we like like is there some mystical thing that actually keeps one of us from just doing a thing yes this okay. is not a this is a place of planning and strategy not of bullheaded chaos that's fair Ooh. I just want to make sure if there was something actually stopping us from doing bullheaded chaos. One more uh, check with the instinctual uh, law, you know, stuff. Uh, how many attacks do we get per turn? Like, it, is it we attack or move. move or attack and move? You can attack and move per, as your normal okay. method, um, but you still have, you have your one action, your one move. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I would like to shoot the key. I don't see why that would be a problem for our first step. And just to double check, each square is five feet? That's correct. Keep in mind, they can probably also shoot at us. We're about to find out, aren't we? Yeah, maybe. Probably. And I'm imagining... Are you going to move, or are you just going to shoot? I'm just going to shoot. <laughs> I'm imagining the pawns are going to give some kind of either cover or like block the shot, but I mean, it's worth finding out. Yeah, I mean, this is testing what's going to happen. It yeah. is really all it was. I mean... Like this now you have conferred, and I've thought to take the first action. I shoot the king. All right. I don't shoot the king. Roll <laughs> AC9. <laughs> Alright, that's going to go too wide. Alright, your foes are going to act. Oh, under these circumstances, can I attune? Yes. I attune void. So I dark, my, my wires start to darken. The pawn in front of the queen's rook moves forward two sp uh, spaces and brandishes its halberd. Alright, party's turn. Alright, I'd like to try magic missile on the king. Fair enough. Okay, so for a full action I'll hit it three times. All right, please roll damage. Attacking ends your turn. So if you're going to move it, then move before you attack. Okay. Now, if you're full acting, then you I'm can... I'm full acting, okay. yeah. Six points of damage. All right, the pawn in front of the king leaps in the way of the attack and is struck by your magic missiles. Is he dead? No, it's still very much alive. Okay. okay. Also, you have plus one per missile, don't forget. Oh, per missile? Oh, you're right. So that was six, seven, eight, nine points of damage. Okay. My bad. How does he look? Uh, the pawn looks uh, wounded. All right, so pot shots are probably not going to be helpful here. Mm. Yeah, we'll need to get the pawns away from the king and probably go at an angle. I'm sorry that I picked chess as our first room, guys. <laughs> the pawn in front of the king's bishop moves forward one square and readies his halberd. Party. Can I move here? Put the king in check? Because that forces their next move and we can manipulate the board. If I remember correctly, the, can the pawn jump you? No, not from there. You'd have to move forward one and then he would be threatening. Yeah. I say go for it. But that would force his next move to be either this pawn or this pawn, which maybe frees up somebody else to control that side of the board. So. And you may you, will, you quite possibly will be attacked. Um, By who? Because you would have to... Because all he has to do, to do is move up and he can attack you. On his next turn. Yeah. Don't pawns have to attack diagonally? If no. they're here, then they can do what's called an on-pass... Also, this is functioning sort of differently. Like, the fact that we can shoot the king from a distance, I'm going to assume if we get next to somebody, we can wail on them. Yeah, Probably. we're fudging some of the rules of okay. chess yeah. here. So for if, if they're chess. <laughs> yeah. This is D&D &D battle chess. If they get adjacent to you, they can wail on you, is, is what I'm assuming, and John oh. seems to be confirming that. Yeah? Can... So maybe not. Our, the only what thing that's restricted is our movement, not like how we no, take I, stuff. I, I, I'm okay I, with that, but I think that's an okay move because, like Team. you said, but yeah, you, you can't get jumped and eliminated. They have to fight you. Yeah, but we should plan why I'm doing this because it's to force their move over here, which restricts their move over here, which would open it up for you. But what do you want to do over there? If I open it up, then we're gonna need to start moving to the other side of the board. Do you want to stick to that side of the board? I could just as easily move over here, but that also puts me in danger. You can move over there and attack that guy. I could. 
<laughs> whale oh, in him the same, in the we, same. And we can start moving this way. Yeah, in the same. Um, you could move and and fight in the same turn. So you want me to attack that guy? I think so. I'm gonna attack that guy. Which guy? This pawn that moved forward. All right. So you move in front of the opposing. Question. Yes. If I kill it, mm-hmm. does it get off the board and that rook kills me? You won't be. You won't die in one hit. You have hit points. They have hit points. I'm, I'm confused about how chess rules and D and D rules are combining. Essentially, we can only move like the chess pieces we are. But once we are essentially within melee range, D and D rules. Your movement is the only thing that's chess restricted. Also, I'm you win by killing. On that pawn, you can but... win by killing the king, but other than that, whatever. Yeah. All right, make an attack roll. Thirteen. Thirteen will miss. And I don't know if we instinctually would know this. What happens if we try to use a move that would move them out of their square? They'll be more resistant to being moved, but it can work. If possible, at some point, I'd like to move closer so that I can attempt to use overheat, which is a cone of fire, essentially. Can I only attune on rounds I do things on? Or would I still be able to attune even if I... Yes, you can only attune when you act. That's what I figured. I just want to double check. All right. The knight in front of the... Or sorry, the pawn in front of the, the queen's knight moves forward and attacks Kerr on the diagonal. You can see... As he does so, his spear is wreathed in uh, special energy. Um, but how does AC, sorry, does EAC uh, 13 work for you? Does not hit. All right. Uh, then even the special energy just rakes across your armor. Party's turn. Okay, so Kerr, you're in a little bit of a tight spot there. If I attack, our turn ends. Anybody want to move? Um, I wouldn't mind moving closer so I can try to do overheat. Does my my combat tracking ability is technically a move? Would that take the party's move trying to turn that on? If you take the action, then turning on combat tracking and firing would be is the party's the party's move. Okay. So I'm going to use my sonic pistol. Uh, AC eleven probably does not hit. That will miss. Okay. The opposing queen's knight moves out and tucks his lance into the crook of his arm, but that's his turn. I could probably, so what, 5, 10, 15, I can hit the knight and the pawn with my overheat, but that's it for now. If I... Or if Kerr wants to tr- attempt to attack again, because she has two pawns on her. Sorry, one other point of order. Uh, moving will never provoke attacks of opportunity oh, okay. in this battle. Okay. So what I was going to say is, if I move to here, I can try to engage those guys, or uh, essentially to King's Rook on the opposite side. Or I could move... Closer to Kerr, I wouldn't be able to do anything this round other than shoot, but I could join her for melee in the following. Additionally, those are two actions I kind of see as possibilities too. Okay, um, Noemi, you're if that knight hops again, you might be in. I might be in melee range. Yeah, which might allow me to do my jolting surge. But he'd get a hit off on you first. First, if you moved. Yeah. yeah. So if I moved here, is if you moved here, you could actually get the. Could I hit the king and the queen? You could hit the queen, king, and bishop, and two of the three pawns. How do we feel about that? Do it. That's a pretty solid group. Um, You're in melee you range You would get hit probably yeah. next turn, but that's a pretty huge damage trade. And so. it's 2d8, so fire damage. Okay. And then I could always move backwards. Yeah, if you... you I don't know try? how hard these things hit, so... Let's we'll find it. out. You're moving then? All right, so Noemi takes an L-shaped advance. It's a reflex save for them. What's the DC? Okay. 10 plus the spell level, which is 1, plus my modifier, which is 3, so 14. And is it saved for half, or is it... Yeah, okay. it's yeah. saved for half. Oh, let me check for the pawns. 8 total. Yeah. 
still like a pretty solid damage output. Spread would have liked more. Yeah, spread over a bunch of targets, but... All right, how much damage? Eight. Eight? Okay. So pawns four and five, uh, the king and queen's pawns, uh, absorb the entirety of the blast, shielding those behind them, but they are incinerated for their efforts, and both are destroyed. Nice. All right, the queen advances on you, Noemi. Yep. Uh, drawing a pair of long swords from behind her gown and swings at you with both of them. That's concerning. Not the best. All right. Uh, it's going to be AC 11 and AC 12. KAC. No. All right. Phew. How do you dodge her flurry of blows? Very carefully. <laughs> no. Um, so seeing her advance on me and expecting it, I've, I dodge to the left and right while she attempts to <laughs> slice at me with her blades. Awesome. All right. Party's turn. All right. You should probably... Either well, she no, I think or somebody goes here and takes a pot shot at the king. So yeah, I think one of you two should move and shoot. Okay. Um, probably Lycos 9. If right. you move here and you shoot him. AC 16. That will hit. All right. Whittling that king down. That's going to be nine points of damage. The queen's knight will move past Noemi and stab at you with his lance as he goes by. Like a jerk. Oh, and I attuned. Okay. Uh, critically hitting you. Uh-oh. Like a jerk. Uh, for 19 points of damage. Yeah. Uh, and providing cover for the king with his new position. At least from Lycos 9. For now. Yep. All right, party's turn. I can move and attack the king. I'm willing to kind of sacrifice myself to get some good hits in. I could move in close, and I think... Let me check my... Jolting Surge spell, but it does 4d6 electric damage. So oh, wow. Let, let okay. me check how that one works. Yeah, it's against its EAC. So I suggest that I do that and do 4d6 damage. Okay. Unless anybody has anything else that they'd rather do. Oh, whale on him. Yeah, I think that's fine. There's one way to win, and it's to kill that guy. Yeah, so let's so kill that guy. Pump the damage in. All right, and I do Jolting Surge on the king. All right. What do I need? A reflex save? No saves. Oh, do you, oh, you have to make an attack roll, right? Yeah, touch attack. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Make it. Come on, Noemi. And what do I add to my touch attack? Your intelligence bonus and That's your right. base attack bonus. So, ah, oh, plus six. Nice. <laughs> AC 24. That will hit. Ooh, oh, solid roll, 16, too. 17, 18, 19 points of damage. Ooh, the king is looking pretty haggard. Yes. Just barely hanging in there. <laughs> uh, the king draws from his beneath his robes a staff and attempts to wallop you with it. Uh, it's going to be AC 25. That will hit me. All right. All right. It was worth it. It was worth it. There's a shockwave of force as you are hit for uh, 20 points of damage. All right. You still up? <laughs> Barely. Can you cast that surge again? I think one last time. Ooh, wait. Yep. This is a dungeon crawl, though. Do we want you to burn all your spells? Do we but know we can. If... But remember, we can go back and we can go. We can rest. Okay. How many times can we rest? They didn't say. So, if you recall, the space was Spartan and made of stone. Uh, short rests would probably be no problem there. Long rests would not be very welcoming. Also, right. on that note, if I attune one more time, I can do black hole, and potentially we can find out what happens if we yank these things off their squares. 
All right, so next move, I should probably... Get out of dodge. Back the heck up, and maybe just go where only pawns can hit me. Probably wise. Okay, so is it our turn? It's party's turn again, yeah. You just got walled by the king. So should I back out? Okay, I'll back out and... Um, wall up on a pawn. Or or I'll wall up on a pawn. Okay, um, yeah. I'll you also do have line of sight on him. Yeah, you, you can shoot oh, him. Oh, yeah, okay. Shoot him. I'll shoot him with my gun. AC 22. That'll hit. Four. Eight points of damage. All right, that's enough. Boom. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, then. Well, one woman army over here. <laughs> I see your boom, king. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and I raise you a captain. <laughs> As Good the king line. is, what kind of gun are you using? I'm using a sonic pistol Ooh, with thunderstrike. How do you take him down? Well, it wasn't critical or anything, so I don't deafen the party, but um, I enjoy a good headshot, so um, I lower and take aim and hit him right between the crown. All right. Between the crown. <laughs> the king reels back from the shot, and the crown clatters to the stone floor. As he does, the rest of the pieces turn to ash, and the board dissipates. Sparks wakes up from his little nap he was taking in the corner over there. Yeah, you didn't do anything. No, I didn't even move. (laughs) Next time we'll rely on someone else because I can't be relied on very much. (laughs) We could if we could take a short rest before going to the next room. Well, let's figure out what happens when all this crumbles. Well, all the pieces. Can I do a medicine check on her? A moment. While all the pieces have disappeared, the crown itself still remains on the floor. I have a feeling that we have to do this four times. And that we each have to become a king. I pick up the crown. Can All right, Noemi you pick? have the crown. <laughs> yeah, I think she earned it the first time. I said I picked it up. I didn't say I put it on. Jesus. <laughs> Can you crown her? I'm not awesome. saying. I put the crown on her. Yay. <laughs> All right, you have a crown on your head. Sweet. But yeah, I have a feeling we have to do this four times and each earn a crown. Mm. Why? Because that's how dungeons work. And that's how like riddles work. We do also have that little king. I wonder... Oh, I bet if he gets killed, that's bad. Sorry, this was just a, a light on the square. Oh, it was just a light space we can None take. of you can be kings because okay. it would suck to play as the guy who can only move one space okay. <laughs> instead of the ones who can move around. And I wasn't going to have yeah, one Brent. person like... If yep. anyone gets focused fired, then the party goes down. You don't have pawns to block you. Okay. okay. That was a mechanical choice to okay. make the fight more interesting. After okay. All. Now, my concern is that the next one, whoever's king now, has to be king next time. I don't know. We'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Do we have to do this four times? You'll have to find out. So you have the exit door over here. You can head to. And as you go through it, you find it takes you back to the larger chamber with the sword Ah. engraving on the floor. Uh, It comes out of actually the door in the middle on the right side. My right. Yep. So I say that we please rest for 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, I, I think you earned it on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so as you come back out. Are we able to rest for 10 minutes? Should yeah. I, okay. Sorry. I didn't want to put my so stamina So you can spend back. resolve to restore stamina. I uh, see Squire Beltane standing in the antechamber, essentially awaiting your return. She says, oh, I'm, I'm glad to see you all. You made it out. That's very good. Sense motive. <laughs> Is she sincere? No. That's a uh, 19. Yes, she seems sincere. Oh, good. Okay. My sarcasm detectors were just exploding, so. I will serve as your guide to the next challenge. Uh, when you are ready, we'll stand to the gate to the Soul Forge. If you need to rest or sup, then please do. Do we need to rest or sup? 
Well, we already did, right? So. Rested for 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. All uh, right. Yeah. I think we're ready. Then please follow me. And she brings you over to the chamber before the Soul Forge. Uh, you have already gone through Chamber C. What to, where to next? I'll let Sparks choose. Uh, how's about... Well, we'll do a diagonal. So how about Chamber B? So the party enters a large chamber, fairly massive in size and much bigger than the chessboard they just came through. At the center of it is a deep pit, and on the far side they can see a pedestal upon which rests a amulet. To their left of the entryway they came through, there is a brilliant beam of light being emitted from the wall and hitting into a prism, uh, which is currently not doing anything to the beam. Squire Beltane says, Yomide's light provides a path for us through the darkness. By walking upon her chosen road, can you advance to the goal? The faithful must craft that path for themselves with her guidance. That is all I may say to you. Best of luck. May Yomide guide you. And she steps back to the doors that close behind you. I have a feeling that we need to refract the light. Yeah. So, Where um, are we trying to get it to? to the here? pedestal. Yeah, you have to get it up there. Now, question, what are these? Um, they're little rectangles with like so, two yes. lines through them. So investigating them, you see that they have, each of them seems to be kind of an indicator of potency or charge, perhaps. Uh, right now, they are both darkened. Okay. The prism that you investigate that the light is currently going to uh, will spin freely, but will like stick at the, each 90 degree angle. I assume that these are easily rotatable? Yeah, you can take the, they rotate freely. Uh, however, the ones with the locks on them yeah. uh, are not rotatable right now, as you will notice when you try to move them. You okay. can take the tape off or just rip the corner. I just put okay. that down there so I can move them around. Okay. Okay, so if I rotate this one, do I find that the light then refracts across? It does. And, and then, then we'll split from that one as well. Okay. So should we be drawing this? Is this a wall? There is a the same shimmering barrier blocking the sides of the pit. Uh, that's a wall. You can't pass through that. That's a shimmering a barrier. barrier. Uh huh. And then the middle is a a pit into unfathomable depth of darkness. So we need so to don't get jump it to in there. come this way. Yes. Okay. And the only way to do that is down here. Can we rotate I'm not these? Sure. You cannot reach those. So is this anything a path that... to the barrier? There's just stuff drawn into it. That's what I'm asking. There's a lock on that the right side there. It seems that you can, by unlocking them, you can rotate those. So do we have any sense of how to unlock the locks? Uh, only what Squire Beltane mentioned to you. So perhaps by, so does anything, when we change this, does anything change on those indicators that we noticed in the beginning? No, you can use the pen. I put the water and the marker thing if you want to draw out the path as you go. Okay. okay. So currently we're like this. Uh, so what if we turn? Well, that's a T intersection there. So it's also going. Oh, so uh, it is also coming. This, this one would way. also come out this way. way. Oh. And then go this way. There's multiple paths. Uh, I see. So if there's an exit, it's taking it. Okay. That's right. Okay, so that's good to know. If we turn this one around, it'll split it this way, and it'll hit this one, which should direct it into the wall. If that's a good thing, I don't know if it's. I have a question. Mm -hmm. We want it to hit this thing. I think we should try to trace back from it 
but to somewhere this else. This isn't facing this. Can we rotate this? You cannot reach those. Those cannot be rotated. I have so a there's feeling... no way to get the light to face this way because these are not facing that. My But they could maybe wear down the barrier and create a path for us to walk to it. These charge indicators might also be significant in that somehow. That's what I'm wondering. Do we need because I'm trying to think if we try to trace back yeah, there's nothing straight across, but yeah, the charge indicators may have something to do with something. And those aim... Right now, we're not hitting a wall yet, so maybe... But if we get it to come to here and aim here, since, like, here, and it, this goes to the charge indicators, if we shoot a hole, the, the beams might go through the wall and then redirect down to the charge indicator. That's, that I think up. you're right. So I think we should rotate this one here. Mm-hmm. All right, so when you rotate there, two things happen. The sigil of the lock on the one next to it that's the light hits uh, shows as unlocked instead of locked. Just that sigil. Okay. okay. Um, but then the light goes this way, correct? It does. And then it goes this way? Mm-hmm. The light passes through the barrier without incident. And then it goes to the charge indicator? And then it goes all the way to the charge indicator. And a single dot appears on the charge, or one of them fills up. If you want a D6 just to just put a little dot. With a, okay, that works too. Uh, it also passes through the straight one. Uh, although it does not unlock the one on the far side. Oh, it, so it just hits this wall right here. Oh, well, it hits the, it hits the other lock. L shape. Oh, it hits it the lock. It does not unlock that lock. But it doesn't unlock it. Yeah, but it hits the L shape on that side. Well, we might want to rotate that bad boy anyway. All right. We know we want to rotate this one for sure because just so that it, it ends up hitting. I feel like we try, try rotating, rotating this it. one so it hits that one. That's what I'm thinking. But it'll it'll stop hitting that direction. What is that? For like a moment. Yeah. This one I'm gonna rotate to. You no. can't rotate that one. It's locked. locked yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean no. I mean for right now, like have oh, it like this. that way and that way. Okay. So it won't go this way right now. So that light hit the lock, but it's I'm not continuing get... past it. Yeah. I no, was... it is. It's still. Oh, so then that one does activate and redirects, right? It doesn't unlock the lock, but it continues down the path. Yes. Okay. So that means it should be hitting this one. Yeah. It looks like they can't unlock themselves. Right. What you're seeing. All right. So when both of the locks on that corner L shape have been hit, the locks vanish. Okay. Right. Oh, so when both are unlocked, oh, we can erase yeah, we that. Just yeah. erase it now. And that one may now move freely. One. So now that it's feeding back in on itself, does it then go back and hit this lock? Like, because now it's going this way, this way, this way, this way. And yes. Okay. So then this lock would disappear and it would... Also unlock. Also unlock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So that one may now also be rotated freely. Okay, sweet. Well, if we turn it, we can already take off the bottom lock on that one. Yeah. but we still can't turn that one yet. No, but because of this if we line. turn this and turn this, it'll and then turn this, we mm-hmm. can start shooting it to that other lock. We got to turn this one too. So, okay, start yeah, turning. Just, the ones that are free, start turning. We got to play it. Okay, so where on the T intersection, Noemi closest mm-hmm. to you, that one, uh, coming out of there, because it seems, because it's joining two beams together, uh, it's coming out more uh, powerfully towards Lisa, down that path. Mm -hmm. And then where it hits uh, that corner one, uh, no, sorry, the other T intersection, um, it's joining two beams again and becomes even more powerfully coming through. 
and so it's like Three supercharged now. coming out and the indicator on your side uh, it lights up all three indicators. Oh, okay. So we just need to combine. And that should give us two beams at least, I think, right? So you have two beams now at that section, yes. Okay, so we have two charged. This is only going these three directions. It's hitting around. Yeah, that one's hitting a dead end. That's hitting a dead end. So should we rotate? No, we don't need to rotate that. But it wouldn't make sense if this was already locked in the right position, uh, would it? Make uh, make an intelligence check real quick, anybody. I'll give you a little hint. Ten. Twenty. All right. Uh, Lycos, you realize that that L-shape close to the center was probably only to unlock the straight through. It likely doesn't need to get signal anymore. So oh, you can okay. turn this back. Okay. All right. And as you turn that one into position, um, both indicator lights fill up to three, and the bridge across the chasm blazes with solar energy. Uh, it looks just stable enough to walk across. All right. Off we go. How'd we do? You did good. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we head across the bridge. Uh, on the far side, there is an amulet inset with a about one inch wide sapphire. It's not super extravagant, aside from the large gem. I think Lycos 9 should take the amulet. You already have a gem in your chest, Sparks. <laughs> we all saw what happened last time. I grabbed a gem, so yeah, I suppose that's fair. All right, I put on the amulet. All right, the amulet is in your possession. So we... Oh, and when you grab it, the doors open on the okay. far side of the chamber. And the bridge disappears. No. Um, <laughs> so we'll head back across the bridge and back into the chamber. As you return to the entry to the Soul Forge, you find Lord Moravi waiting for you. He looks at you down his Aquilin nose and thick mustache and says, Well done. You have accomplished two of the challenges. I would not have expected with your flippancy that you would have made it this far. But two more challenges await. Are you prepared? And sure. we'll find out. If they... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Those are fine. And we'll find out if they're prepared next time on the Dive of the Dice podcast. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Dive of the Dice or email us, Dive of the Dice at gmail.com. We love listener feedback. So if you have a second, please do. If you'd be so kind as to leave a recommendation for us on your podcast listening method of choice and maybe tell a friend about us, we would love that. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>